Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Faith is not that difficult. Satan makes it difficult. So faith is there. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, I'd like to have faith, but where in the world does it come from? Let me read to you. Just write it down. Romans 10, 17. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, faith comes by listening to the word of God, by being in the word of God. That's where our faith grows. That's why we teach the Bible. Because when Jesus says everything will be discovered, believe it. The Bible says for us to walk by faith and not by sight. That's sometimes very difficult to do. It was tough for Jesus' disciples as well. As Pastor Mark will be teaching, the mistake the disciples made was that they didn't believe what Jesus said to them. When things get tough for us, it's hard to take comfort in what the Bible says about living life trusting in Christ to get us through. Pastor Mark will be reminding us of God's reliability by relating the story of one of the times Jesus and the disciples crossed the Sea of Galilee. We hope that by going through this story, your faith will be strengthened and your hope increased. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he finishes his message, Know, Do, Share, and Believe God's Word. How many would agree with this statement? Sometimes the hardest people to reach for Christ are our family. Could I hear a hand? Yeah. And you've heard this at home. You can come over for dinner, but don't you say anything about this Jesus guy. How many know exactly what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, sometimes that's because you open your mouth way too much. We finally learned that. But other times they're what? They're guilty. They're guilty. So what do we do? Well, I honor the request. I don't push it. But I talk it to God through prayer. Don't give up. Some of you are here, and you told your relatives, shut up. But God got to you anyway. I love it. (laughs) Now, when you think about that, remember, nobody is beyond the reach of God's love. Nobody. Nobody. Now, back to Luke 8.22. And this is a great story. Jesus was... With, with his disciples, and he's teaching his disciples. So he's going to kind of teach you and I today. So we're going to take a little boat ride. When you go down to verse 22, here's the Balmer translation. One day Jesus said to his disciples, as we try to go over to the other side of the lake, we're all going to die. How many would have gotten in the boat? Nobody. We're not stupid. Jesus says, you get in this boat, we ain't getting to the other side, we're all going to die. Is that what Jesus said? He said, Pastor Mark, yes, it's kind of stupid, isn't it? Did you get enough sleep or what? During the boat ride. 
This is exactly what the disciples believe. But this is not what Jesus said. We're going to talk about faith. Let's see what Jesus really said. Take a look at verse 22. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, I want you to read these next seven or eight words with me. Here we go out loud. Let us go over to the other side of the lake. So did Jesus say we're going to die? No, he says we're going to land safely where? Come on. On the other side of the lake. But what are the disciples going to believe? They're going to die. Now, why does that happen? That's what we want to unpack. So they got into the boat and they set out. See, this is the picture of life of a Christ follower. Write this down this morning. For a Christ follower, life is a journey with Jesus in our boat. That's just what life is. It's this amazing relationship. It's not religion. It's 24-7. We're doing life with God. We're following Jesus. Jesus gives the commands. We obey. Get in the boat. Away we go. As I was on the ladder last week. You don't just stand there at the bottom step and talk about venture. No, you have to step up for it. They're going on a boat ride. Now, they think it's going to be normal, but it's not going to be normal. And here's a huge principle that as we go through that you need to understand. This is going to be about their faith. What is faith? Listen to it. Hebrews 11.1 1 in the Living Bible. What is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It's the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us even though we can't see it up ahead. Now, here's a little definition that I've written. There's lots of great definitions of faith. Just write this down this morning, would you? Faith, it's the complete confidence that God will do what he said, what he promised. See, the object of faith is always God, what he said, and his word. Now, many people struggle with faith. Over the years, and it's still true today, scientists struggle, but more than just scientists. And in Hebrews 11.6, it says this, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So many unbelievers, and I've dialogued with lots of them, still do today, here's what they say. You show me, and I'll believe. God doesn't operate that way. He says, you believe, and I'll show you truth. Well, I don't like that. Tough, he's God. That's the way. Pastor Mike, I'm not into this faith thing. Really? Okay, let's talk about it. The last time you took a flight on a plane, did you go up front and give breathalyzer to the pilot? Did you know he just had four drinks? Did you get underneath the plane and see if all the mechanics were right? No, you just sat down in the plane and went moo like a cow and be jammed in and off you went. What was that? Faith. As you came in today, did you come by your seat and go, eh, let's see, see if this one holds me? Now, if you're 500 pounds, you might have done that, but most of us, we just did what? What was that? What was that this morning? Faith. You have no proof. You just accept it. You accept it. Now, how many of you took a vitamin or a baby aspirin or something this morning? You took a pill. Okay, good. 
Rusty, you're dying if you don't take pills. I'm a pharmacist. Come on now. Okay. Now, you open the bottle and you took the pill. How do you know it was what was said on the label? Do you know the manufacturer? Were you there when they mixed it? If it says China on the bottom, are you worried? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) See, when you open the bottle and take it, and you put it right in your mouth, inside, what is that? It's faith. Oh, Pastor Mark, that's fine, that's normal stuff, but not God, really. No, it's exactly the same. When you look at the stars, that's God. You throw it up there, good luck. You know, I just read the other day, and I can't remember. I know none of this kind of stuff. Like billions and billions of galaxies have been just just recently found. Billions of galaxies. And man thinks he's smart. God says, you ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) See, faith is not that difficult. Satan makes it difficult. So faith is there. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, I'd like to have faith, but where in the world does it come from? Let me read to you. Just write it down. Romans 10, 17. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, faith comes by listening to the word of God, by being in the word of God. That's where our faith grows. That's why we teach the Bible. Because when Jesus says everything will be discovered, believe it. You can't get to heaven without Jesus. Believe it. It's simply true. So what did Jesus say to his disciples again? Let's go over, follow me, to the other side. Verse 23. As they sailed, he fell asleep. And a squall came down in the lake, so that the boat was being swamped. And they were in great danger. This brings up a great principle for all of us. Many Christ followers have the concept, or they've been taught through the false prosperity stuff, that if a trial or a storm or a difficulty comes into their lives, it's because they've been disobedient to God. Now, sometimes that's true. Sometimes difficult things come in our life because we disobey. Remember what we sow, we we reap. We've all been there. We understand that. But often it is not. Now, I want you to look at these disciples. They're on a journey with Jesus. Jesus, we're going to the other side. And what comes up? A storm. Is it because they've been disobedient? Hello? No, they're being obedient. You want to write this down this morning. It will help you a lot. Doing life with Jesus doesn't eliminate the storms of life. He said, well, Pastor Mark, the people that didn't get in the boat with Jesus, they didn't have to go through the storm. Let me tell you, everyone in life goes through storms. Not because of God, because of Satan. He rules the world. Remember Satan's goal, steal, kill, destroy. God never designed this kind of crud in our world. But we all live here, so we all go through it. And as you think about those storms in life, And you say, well, Pastor Mark, if the the people on shore don't have to go through with it, eventually they'll go through a storm. Everyone I'm speaking to this morning is either going through a storm, just finished the storm, or another one's coming. That's my good news for you today. (laughs) Am I right? See, all it takes is one of these at the door, a phone call, a lab report, boof, 
And one day, everything blows up. That's life. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you like to have Jesus in your boat? Or would you like to just simply go through the storm by yourself? I'll take Jesus. Thank you very much. That's what we do. So verse 24, the disciples went and woke him up saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. We're going to die. We're going to perish. Why did they say that? Because they forgot what Jesus said. Did Jesus say where they were going to perish? No, he said we're going to the, come on, the other side. Well, why do they think that way? I'm going to unpack it. You see, as I look out at all of us, I don't know who's in a storm right now. Guaranteed, many of you. Let me list some of them. And you hear these words, not from God. See, who's speaking to the disciples' mind? Fear, panic, we're going to die. Is that God? No, that's Satan. Satan is a liar. And he loves to get us all upset. And we forget the word of God. So let me just, some of you heard these words recently from Satan. Your marriage is over. You're going to lose everything you have. Oh, by the way, God's left you. He's not coming back. What are you going to do now? The situation you're in right now, it'll never work out right. The disease that you have, there's no cure. You know that. Just kill yourself. Get rid of the pain. It's done. You'll never be good enough to live the Christian life. Go ahead and throw the towel in. You think God wants you? You see, and there's myriad of others where the enemy knows to come and condemn us. So what is the solution to that? Let me give you the simple solution this morning. Write these two things down because we all go through it. Number one, the battle is always in the mind. The disciples were looking at the storm, but it was their mind that had been taken over by Satan. He fed it with lies. You're going to die. Look at outside. There's no way you're out of this. You're going to perish. You better get help immediately. You, you, you're gonna, it's over with. So the battle's in our mind. What we think, we become. Some of you have heard those words from Satan, and you're believing it. So how do you counteract that? Number two, we need to replace Satan's lies with God's truth. And you'll see that simply in this passage, very simply. So the more I know God's truth, the easier I can replace the lies of Satan. So look at that verse 24 again. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. Look at verse 24. And he got up and he rebuked the wind. The wind had come from Satan. God allowed Satan. Satan's thinking this. If I can drown Jesus and the disciples, there goes the New Testament church, baby. I'm home free. That's exactly what he's trying to do. Satan, from the beginning of time, tried to kill Jesus. All the way through from the Old Testament to the end. He rebuked the wind and the raging waters. And the storm subsided and all was calm. What was the truth the disciples learned? Well, that Jesus hadn't abandoned them. He was right there all the way through the storm. This morning, Jesus has not abandoned you. He's promised never to leave us. 
Don't listen to that lie. Can I ask you to write this down this morning? God is right there with you in your storm. You don't have the solution to it, but he does. He's right there. So he got up, he rebuked the storm, and the storm, storm, calm. We're going to pray for calm, that God will bring a calm to the storm in your life. Can I ask you to write this down? One word from God can change everything. See, there's nothing impossible with God. This God we're talking about is an amazing God. Remember, the more you know the word, the easier it is to replace the lies of Satan. And then Jesus says this. He rebukes Satan. Storm's done. He has authority over it. And the next thing he goes, he turns to his disciples. Remember, this is a lesson. And he says to his disciples, look at verse 25. Where is your faith? In the book of Matthew, it says like this. It reads it a little, I like it better. It says this. He replied, you of little faith. Why are you so afraid? You see, the disciples did have some faith. They got in the boat. They were following. But they were listening to Satan instead of Jesus. Jesus knew this principle, and he, was, he allowed the storm to test them. And he allows storms in our life to test us. Please write this down this morning. Faith that isn't tested can't be trusted. You see, God knew as the disciples would form the New Testament church that we're a part of 2,000 years later, God knew that there'd be many storms that every disciple, especially those early guys, would face after we went back to heaven. They had to learn this amazing, valuable lesson earlier in their life. You can trust God's word. Don't listen to Satan. Their guarantee will be storms. But don't listen to Satan. Don't be fearful. Now, Peter was in that boat. Did Peter learn anything? Oh, he learned a lot. Watch what Peter writes. First Peter 1. So Peter writes, so be truly glad, probably, uh, you know, many years later, 48 years later. There is a wonderful joy ahead, even though it's necessary for you to endure I don't like this word, many, but it's there. Many trials and storms. I like this word for a while. Joy comes in the morning. Then he finishes. These trials are only to test your faith, my faith, to show that it's strong, pure. Why did he write this? Because he learned from the day that they traveled the Sea of Galilee in the storm. Are you learning this morning the truth of God's word? You see, look at the end at verse 25. In fear and amazement, they ask one another, who is this in our boat? He commands even the winds and the waters and they obey him? Well, the answer is, who is it? It was God. 
Jesus was God, the all-powerful, the nothing is impossible God, the all-knowing, the everywhere at the same time. He has authority over things. He never allows a storm to get too great in your life that we can't defeat it with him. He's begun a good work in you today, and he will finish it. Do not be discouraged in your storm. And look at verse 26. It says they all died. No, look at verse 26. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is the cross, the lake from Galilee. Where did they arrive? On the other side, as promised. Why? Because the word of God's true. It applies to every single aspect of our life today. They arrived safely. Spiritually, you have that same promise from God. John chapter 14 says he's gone to prepare a place for us in heaven. And when he's ready, he's coming back and taking us to the other side. It's heaven. Hallelujah. Between now and then, mm, lots of storms, difficult things. But we have the assurance of the word of God. And you have a relationship with God. Now, some of you this morning, we're going to do two things. We're going to sing a song at the end. It's going to be an amazing song. God just brings peace. But I want to say this before we get there. I want you to see this verse on the overhead. Some of you are not in the family of God today. Here's a verse from John, one of the disciples. He says this, God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. In other words, it's not in religion. We already learned this morning, it's not because you have Christian parents. It's not in good works. Good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go. And, and the life is in his son. Whoever has the son, whoever has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. See, there's only two destinations. When you get to the other side, it's either heaven with God or hell without God. There's nobody here listening to me that would say, oh, I choose hell. No, you would not. And this morning, I want to give you an opportunity just to say, Pastor Mark, I'd like to be in the family of God. I'd like to be doing life not by myself, but with God. All that takes is for you to repent and believe and then begin to follow Jesus. I want to lead you in that prayer this morning. Some of you may have got on your own. And some of the storms you're going through is not because God allowed them. You caused them. And you're discovering life does not work without God. You need to come back home this morning. So we're going to pray in a moment. We're going to bow our heads. And we're going to ask God to just speak to your heart. May the word of God illuminate your heart. That's what I've been praying this weekend. That when I share with you that you can choose Jesus Christ today. Enough word has come truth to you that you realize. I had two or three people this weekend, different services last night and this morning, walk up to me and say, I finally get it. I'm ready to serve. I choose Jesus Christ. Numbers of people, I get it. What is that? That's the illumination of the Word of God. The disciples feared for their lives. Jesus had to remind them that he was in control of everything, even the storm. More importantly, they hadn't paid attention to his statement that they were to go to the other side. Like Pastor Mark said, the disciples got their eyes off of what Jesus had said and looked only at their circumstances. Jesus reminds them and us that our security is found only in Him. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. It's so good to know that we can trust Jesus to get us through the difficulties of life. In the next message, Pastor Mark will begin a new sermon continuing in Luke chapter 8. He will be sharing the story of the confrontation with the demon-possessed man from the Gadarenes. We'll see how Jesus dealt with this man and how the people in the area reacted to the wonderful work that he did for this man. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.